section twelve of the glories of ireland this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kate Fallis. The Glories of Ireland. Edited by Joseph Dunn and P. J. Lennox. Modern Irish Art. By D. J. O'Donoghue. Librarian, University College, Dublin. It would be difficult to dispute, in view of her innumerable and excellent artists, that there has always been in modern times an art consciousness in ireland but it is impossible to assert that there has been any artistic unity in her people she has produced no school but merely a great number of brilliant painters sculptors and engravers chiefly for export with all our acknowledged artistic capacity we have not, except in one notable instance, produced a cumulative art effect. The history of Irish art is almost uniformly a depressing narrative. During a comparatively brief period in the 18th century, significantly enough, it was while the country enjoyed a short spell of national life. There was something like a national patronage of the artist, and the result is visible in the noble public buildings and beautiful houses of the Irish capital, with their universally admired mantelpieces, doors, ceilings, fanlights, ironwork, and carvings. In short, while Ireland had even a partly unfettered control of her own concerns, the arts were generously encouraged by her government and by the wealthy individual. When other European capitals were mere congeries of rookeries, Dublin, the centre of Irish political life, possessed splendid streets, grandly planned, but there was little solidarity among the artistic fraternity various associations of artists were formed which held together fairly well until the flight of the resident town gentry after the union and many admirable artists were trained in the schools of the royal dublin society but since the opening of the nineteenth century there has been almost no visible art effort in dublin true there have been many fine artists who have made a struggle to fix themselves in dublin but as with the royal hibernian academy of which the best of them were members the struggle has been a painful agony usually the artists migrated to london to join the large group of irishmen working there a few others went to america and obtained an honoured place in her art annals those who went to england secured in many cases the highest rewards of the profession several like barry hone barrett and coates were founders or early members of the royal academy one sir martin shee became its president nevertheless many distinguished artists remained in dublin where the arts of portrait painting and engraving were carried to a high pitch of excellence 
this record must necessarily be of a chronological character and can only take note of those whose works have actual value and interest historical or other edward luttrell sixteen fifty to seventeen ten did some excellent work in cran or pastel while garrett murphy flourished sixteen fifty to seventeen sixteen stephen slaughter died seventeen sixty five francis binden died seventeen sixty five and james latham sixteen ninety six to seventeen forty seven have each left us notable portraits of the great irish personages of their day to fellow countrymen in london charles jervis sixteen seventy five to seventeen thirty nine thomas hickey died eighteen sixteen and francis coates r a seventeen twenty five to seventeen seventy we owe presentments of other famous people george barrett r a seventeen twenty eight to seventeen eighty four one of the greatest landscapists of his time nathaniel hone r a seventeen eighteen to seventeen eighty four an eccentric but gifted painter with an individuality displayed in all his portraits james barry r a seventeen forty one to eighteen o six still more eccentric with grand conceptions imperfectly carried out in his great historical and allegorical pictures these with henry tresham r a seventeen forty nine to eighteen fourteen and matthew peters r a seventeen forty two to eighteen fourteen historical painters of considerable merit upheld the irish claim to a high place in english eighteenth-century art a little later miniaturists such as horace hone a r a seventeen fifty six to eighteen twenty five george tinnery seventeen seventy four to eighteen fifty two and adam buck seventeen fifty nine to eighteen forty four also worked with remarkable success in london among resident irish artists the highest praise can be given to the miniature painters john comerford seventeen seventy to eighteen thirty two and charles robertson seventeen sixty to eighteen twenty one and to the portrait painters robert hunter flourished seventeen fifty to eighteen o three and especially hugh douglas hamilton seventeen thirty nine to eighteen o eight of whose work ireland possesses many distinguished examples some day hamilton's pictures will appeal to a far wider public than his countrymen can provide one must omit the names of many clever irish artists like the wests francis and robert who were the most successful teachers of perhaps any time in ireland and come at once to that branch of art in which ireland stands second to none mezzotint engraving one of the earliest engravers in this style was edward luttrell already named as a painter but it was john brooks flourished seventeen thirty to seventeen fifty six who was justly considered the real founder of that remarkable group of irish engravers whose work may be more correctly described as belonging to a school than any other of the period for many years in dublin 
and afterwards in london a succession of first-rate artists of irish birth produced work which remains and always must remain one of the glories of ireland limits of space allow only the bare mention of the names of james mcardle seventeen twenty eight to seventeen sixty five charles spooner died seventeen sixty seven thomas beard flourished seventeen twenty eight thomas fry seventeen ten to seventeen sixty two edward fisher seventeen twenty two to seventeen eighty five michael ford died seventeen sixty five john dixon seventeen forty to eighteen eleven richard purcell flourished seventeen forty six to seventeen sixty six richard houston seventeen twenty one to seventeen seventy five john murphy seventeen forty eight to eighteen twenty thomas burke seventeen forty nine to eighteen fifteen charles eckshaw flourished seventeen forty seven to seventeen seventy one and luke sullivan seventeen o five to seventeen seventy one artists of whom any country might be proud and whose works have in most cases outlasted the remembrance of the persons whose likenesses they sought to reproduce separate monographs might be justifiably written on most of the gifted artists here enumerated and one can only regret not being able in short space to compare and estimate their various qualities thomas chambers a r a seventeen twenty four to seventeen eighty four william nelson gardner seventeen sixty six to eighteen fourteen james egan seventeen ninety nine to eighteen forty two and william humphreys seventeen ninety four to eighteen sixty five are other irish engravers who cannot be overlooked in a survey of the art of the late eighteenth and early nineteenth centuries contemporaneously with the remarkable development of the art of engraving arose a group of irish architects rather earlier in point of time was sir edward lovat pierce died seventeen thirty three who was one of the chief architects of the irish parliament house and thomas burgh died seventeen thirty to whom we owe the library of trinity college dublin but thomas cooley seventeen forty to seventeen eighty four designer of the handsome royal exchange of that city richard castle died seventeen fifty one a foreigner who settled in ireland and built a number of beautiful irish residences francis johnston seventeen sixty one to eighteen twenty nine an excellent architect whose chief claim to remembrance however is as founder of the royal hibernian academy and above all james gandon seventeen forty three to eighteen twenty three whose superb custom-house four courts and part of the irish parliament house will perpetuate his name in dublin while that city lasts each helped to make the capital even in its decay one of the most interesting in europe nor should we forget thomas ivory died seventeen eighty six whose foundling hospital is another of dublin's many graceful edifices nor sir richard morrison seventeen sixty seven to eighteen forty nine and his son william seventeen ninety four to eighteen thirty eight 
much of whose work remains to testify to their skill and ingenuity ecclesiastical architecture in ireland is indebted to patrick byrne flourished eighteen forty james j mccarthy died eighteen eighty two j b keene died eighteen fifty nine and james murray eighteen thirty one to eighteen sixty three for many well-designed churches and chapels throughout ireland but the great names in modern irish architecture are those of benjamin woodward eighteen fifteen to eighteen sixty one whose premature death was a serious loss to irish art sir thomas dean seventeen ninety two to eighteen seventy one and his son sir thomas newenham dean eighteen twenty eight to eighteen ninety nine the elder dean was with woodward the architect of the oxford museum and of the splendid engineering hall of trinity college dublin buildings which have elicited enthusiastic praise from john ruskin and other eminent critics deserving of respectful mention too to come down to our own days are sir thomas drew eighteen thirty eight to nineteen ten and william h lynn who is still living in sculpture again ireland has done memorable work in the eighteenth century she gave us admirable craftsmen like edward smith seventeen forty nine to eighteen twelve john hickey seventeen fifty six to seventeen ninety five and christopher hewitson flourished seventeen seventy two to seventeen ninety four whose dignified monument of bishop baldwin is one of the most distinguished pieces of sculpture in trinity college dublin but it was not till the appearance of a later group of sculptors including john hogan eighteen hundred to eighteen fifty eight john edward carew seventeen eighty five to eighteen sixty eight john henry foley r a eighteen eighteen to eighteen seventy four and patrick mcdowell r a seventeen ninety nine to eighteen seventy that irish sculpture obtained more than local renown fortunately most of the best work of hogan and foley remains in ireland that of carew and mcdowell is chiefly to be found in the houses of parliament and other institutions in london the incomparable goldsmith burke grattan and other statues by foley together with an almost complete collection of casts of his other works are in his native country hogan is represented in dublin by his thomas davis and his dead christ to name but two of his principal works the names at least of james heffernan seventeen eighty five to eighteen forty seven of john edward jones eighteen o six to eighteen seventy two of terence farrell seventeen ninety eight to eighteen seventy six of samuel f lynn eighteen thirty four to eighteen seventy six and perhaps of christopher moore seventeen ninety to eighteen sixty three an excellent sculptor of bus may be set down here sir thomas farrell eighteen twenty seven to nineteen hundred and the living sculptors john hughes oliver shepherd and albert bruce joy are responsible for some of the more admirable of the public monuments of dublin it is much to be deplored that of the work of one of the greatest of dublin-born artists augustus st gaudens we have only one example the statue of parnell 
ireland may surely claim him as one of her most gifted sons and perhaps a word might be said in this place of some of the other irishmen who made their home in america of hoban the architect who designed the white house at washington modelling it after leinster house in dublin of painters like charles ingham w g wall william mcgrath the morans james hamilton and thomas hovenden and of sculptors like john donahue john flanagan andrew o'connor john f kelly jerome connor john j boyle and martin milmore but they belong rather to the history of american art than to that of ireland before leaving the subject of irish sculpture the work of the medalists an allied branch of the art in which irishmen did much valued work should not be overlooked the medals of william mossop seventeen fifty one to eighteen o five of his son william stephen mossop seventeen eighty eight to eighteen twenty seven and of john woodhouse eighteen thirty five to eighteen ninety two to mention only three of its chief representatives in ireland are greatly prized by collectors most modern irish art of high importance has been largely produced out of ireland which has been perforce abandoned by those artists who have learned how little encouragement is to be met with at home one can blame neither the artist nor the irish public for this unfortunate result there is sufficient reason in the political and economic condition of ireland since the union to explain the fact but for this cause men like daniel maclise r a eighteen o six to eighteen seventy william mulready r a seventeen eighty six to eighteen sixty three francis danby a r a seventeen ninety three to eighteen sixty one and alfred elmore r a eighteen fifteen to eighteen eighty one might have endeavoured to emulate the spirit of james o'connor seventeen ninety two to eighteen forty one the landscapist richard rothwell eighteen hundred to eighteen sixty eight a charming subject painter and sir frederick w burton eighteen sixteen to nineteen hundred one of the most distinguished artists of his time who at least spent some of their active working career in their native land the same words apply to artists who succeeded in other branches of the profession men like john doyle seventeen ninety seven to eighteen sixty eight a caricaturist with all the power without the coarseness of his predecessors his son richard doyle eighteen twenty four to eighteen eighty three a refined and delicate artist john leach eighteen seventeen to eighteen sixty four the humorist a member of an irish catholic family paul gray eighteen forty two to eighteen sixty six who died before his powers had fully matured and matthew james lawless eighteen thirty seven to eighteen sixty four who also died too early william collins r a seventeen eighty eight to eighteen forty seven and clarkston stanfield r a seventeen ninety three to eighteen sixty seven both eminent representatives of english art though of irish extraction more properly belong to england than to ireland not discouraged by the melancholy history of many gifted irish artists 
ireland still produces men who are not unworthy of association with the best who have gone before our most recent losses have been heavy notably those of walter f osborne eighteen fifty nine to nineteen o three and patrick vincent duffy eighteen thirty two to nineteen o nine but we still have artists of genius in the persons of nathaniel hone a direct descendant of his famous namesake john butler yeats john lavery a r a and william orpin a r a many other names might be given but already this attempt at a survey suffers by its enumeration of artists who however could hardly be neglected in such a record crowded as the list may be it is a careful selection and it demonstrates that notwithstanding all the disadvantages under which ireland suffers the country has an almost unlimited capacity for fine achievement and that with prosperity and contentment she may be expected to rival the most illustrious of art centres it is only within living memory that any attempt has been made to direct the known artistic skill of the irish people to industrial effort but the remarkable success achieved in the modern designs for irish lace in the english art competitions is an instance of what might be done generally in the applied arts though they are in their infancy the new carpet and stained glass industries in ireland also hold out considerable hope for the future but one can only barely indicate what has been and might be done in the furtherance of irish art if we only had under one roof a judiciously made collection of all the best work done by irish artists of all styles and periods it would more eloquently justify our claim than endless columns of praise references anthony pasquin john williams history of professors of painting in ireland seventeen ninety five t j mulvaney life of james gandon john o'keefe reminiscences volume one taft american sculpture w g strickland dictionary of irish artists two volumes nineteen thirteen End of section 12.